Sunday Memoirs, a focus on Black Solutionists, Part 1, Reginald Francis Lewis, the first Black billionaire. The dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Reginald F. Lewis. Born in East Baltimore, Maryland, on December 7, 1942, in the heart of the ghetto, Reginald Lewis had a dream. Lewis, at the age of seven, decided to pursue a career in law. Reginald was motivated by his own family situation. His mother left his father because she did not feel that he was sufficiently ambitious. He vowed that his future wife would never have that reason to leave him. Even as a child, he had the foresight and determination to ensure his bright, successful future. Life Lessons when Lewis was 10 years old, he was industrious enough to secure a job delivering newspapers in his neighborhood. That summer, he had the opportunity to attend summer camp. While there, his newspapers still needed to be delivered back home. So his mother took care of that responsibility. After camp, he told his mom that he wanted to settle up the money that was owed him from his paper route. Just as strong-willed as Reginald, she told him that he didn't do the work, so there was nothing to settle up. Young Lewis stated that he would get a lawyer and sue her. She advised him that they never discussed money, then his stepfather intervened. She ultimately gave him the money, but told him that he should agree on the terms of the contract up front, that he should never engage in business transactions without a contract. For Lewis, that was a lesson well learned. Overcoming Obstacles Lewis was always a good student, and after high school, he matriculated or enrolled at Virginia State University on a football scholarship and majored in political science. After being injured, he lost his football scholarship. Reginald became very discouraged over the loss, and his mother's wise words took hold of his sensibilities. She told him, trust in the Lord himself and her. She suggested he find out who he really was. Recharged by her wise advice, he worked his way through his injuries and difficulties and emerged stronger and wiser. He found a full-time job while continuing his college. Reginald was able to finish in four years. A brilliant lawyer. After graduating from Virginia State in 1965, Lewis studied law at Harvard Law School, where his brilliance shone brightest during mock 
trials. Professor Frank Sander was instrumental in opening the doors of opportunity for him by admitting Lewis without having to go through the formal process for admission. He graduated from law school in 1968 and was immediately recruited to the top New York law firm, Paul Wise, Rifkin, Wharton, and Garrison, LLP. Lewis was there for only two years before he made the move to start his own law firm. Reginald Lewis opened the first black law firm on Wall Street. He was a brilliant lawyer determined to set aside time to use his skills within the civil rights movement and as counsel attorney to the Commission for Racial Justice in New York. In the early 1970s, Lewis was hired by the United Church of Christ in Wilmington, North Carolina, as their corporate attorney. Two years later, he would defend the Wilmington Ten, activists in Wilmington who were facing the possibility of being imprisoned while the Ku Klux Klan was spouting racist, inflammatory rhetoric and violent threats towards the activists. Reverend Benjamin Chavez, one of the country's most outspoken activists, was the leader of the Wilmington Ten. Lewis negotiated bond with interest-bearing security for his clients. The interest that was earned was used to pay for the litigation. Determined to continue climbing the ladder of success, Lewis spent 15 years working within his firm as a corporate lawyer before he went on to spread his business wings and fulfill his destiny. He was on track to accomplish his extraordinary life goals. A Savvy Businessman Reginald Lewis was a savvy businessman. He knew what he wanted and how to get it. During the 1980s, he held the distinction of being the richest Black man in American history. Undaunted by any obstacles that came his way, Lewis created a venture capital firm in 1983, TLC Group LP, focused on mergers and acquisitions. After reading in Fortune magazine that the S-Mark holding company was going to divest or disassociate from a hundred-plus-year-old company that made home sewing patterns, the McCall Pattering Company, Lewis made his first major deal. It didn't seem like a reasonable investment because it appeared that people were not sewing clothes at home as much anymore. However, with a magnificent eye for business, he seized the opportunity bought the company for $1 million and later sold it for $90 million. 
His research has shown that McCall grossed $6 million in profits in 1983 on $51.9 million of sales and held 29.7% of the market, second only in the Simplicity Pattern Company. Lewis made history in 1987 as the first Black business owner to create a billion-dollar company when he bought Beatrice International, a food company that spanned the globe. His tenacity or stubbornness is what closed the almost $1 billion leverage buyout where he used only $15 million of his own money to seal the deal. Beatrice International consisted of 64 companies in 31 countries, and it was said that no one in his right mind will take on such a huge venture. But Reginald Lewis was not to be dissuaded. His success in business earned him a place among the 400 richest Americans, as listed by Forbes magazine in 1991. Reginald Lewis beat the odds because he never stopped moving forward. He achieved because he had a vision and he knew how to turn vision into reality. Racial stereotypes, bias, and prejudice did not hamper Lewis in his life or in business. Negativity did not stop him. It was not easy and there were many things he had to overcome. That's why he loved Langston Hughes' poem, Mother to Son, which starts with these words. Well, son, I tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. It spoke to the hardships and courage to look to live by his mantra, keep going no matter what. According to Lewis, the most important thing to remember is that most endeavors that are truly worth something will often have a high failure rate associated with it. I think the trick is to pick yourself up Dust yourself off and keep on going. Before his death, Lewis had the desire to purchase Paramount Studios. If he had lived, the movie industry would have changed forever because of him. You've been listening to BH365, a focus on Black solutionists. With Reginald F. Lewis, Part 1. To find out more about Black Solutionists, purchase our book today, BH365, an inclusive account of American history, at bh365.org.